Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. And we are underway. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Action Network NFL Podcast. I'm Matthew Friedman, the editor-in-chief of Fantasy Labs. Oh, boy. It is finally the week of the Super Bowl. We've got two shows for you this week. This episode, we're going to look at Super Bowl props. Next episode, Chris Raybon and I will break down the Super Bowl from a sports betting and daily fantasy perspective. Be sure to check out that future episode. But let's get into this episode, which, by the way, is sponsored by Audible and Mac Weldon. It is one of my favorite times of the year. It is Propapalooza joining me to break down his favorite props for the big game is the props master himself, Sean Corner the director of predictive analytics at the Action Network and one of the top in-season fantasy pros rankers for the past half decade. Sean, how is it going? Are you ready to talk about some props? Yeah, super excited for this pod. Yeah, this is, uh, this is sort of like, it's a nice bookend to the, the pod we had at the beginning of the season in which we, we looked at the season-long props, which ended up going really well. Yes, yeah, and just so you know, I still have the squeaky chair that made appearances in the preseason. I've been um, pretty good with it during the season, but you might hear it squeaking uh, during yes. this episode. Yes. I'm, I'm super excited for these player props. Yeah, the squeaky chair is a, a strong index of how excited Sean is about whatever it's, he's talking about at the moment. It's probably going to retire after the season, but just want to let you know if you hear it. Yeah. Uh, okay, we've got some props to get through. Uh, on which topic, I should mention that in the Action Network app, we have some Super Bowl prop contest which are free to participate in with thousands of dollars in prizes paid out to multiple winners. To get in the contest, go to myaction.app slash podcontest45. That is myaction.app slash podcontest45. And of course, you can follow Sean in the Action Network app at the underscore odds maker, and you can use the app to get real-time NFL odds and to track your bets. Sean, uh, let's get into it. What are some of the player props that have caught your eye? So let's start with quarterback. QB is kind of tricky. Um, a lot of time the passing yards are fairly close. And, um, you know, there's such a, a large standard error when it comes to passing yards. So, you know, with Jared Goff at 285, Tom Brady at 295 in most books, I'm passing on those, no pun intended. Um, but I have found um, a prop that I do like, and that's Jared Goff's rushing yards. 
there, there's actually quite a few books that have at eight and a half, uh, minus one, ten both ways. Um, and I am hammering the under on that one. He's not, we all know he's not really a scrambling quarterback. He's finished under that total 11 of the 18 games this year, which is a 61% hit rate. One of the things that does, you know, I think this is more likely a 55 to 58% chance winner. Um, one of the reasons is, you know, the Rams aren't favored. Um, and typically he would get those kneel downs at the end of the game. Yeah. So we've seen him slip. He can slip for a, you know, an eight to nine yard gain, but then he'll give some of that back at the end when he kneels down. So we might not have that luxury this game. This under, I think, is, you know, a medium sized play, you know, 55 to 58%. But as we've seen, you know, during this year, um, eight and a half is a little bit too high. I would pass on this if it was six and a half or seven and a half, but eight and a half does give that, that extra yard that matters. You know, I'd like to get your, uh, your insight on this. So the Patriots play man defense, uh, man coverage, more than any other team in the league. And uh, historically, it is easier for quarterbacks to run against teams that use man coverage. How has that factored into this uh, projection, if it's factored? Yeah, that's, that, that would be more, you know, my final decision on this um, bet. But that, that's a great point. You're right. Zone defense um, can help limit a mobile quarterback. But like, like we mentioned, anytime Jared Goff runs, that that was not the design. So right. uh, I don't think that's going to come into play. And I think this game, um, they might, in, you know, incorporate Gurley more in the passing game. So he'd be mm -hmm. more likely to check it down to him. But like I said, you know, that that is the concern is he can scramble for an eight to nine, nine yard game. And at that point, you'd want the Rams to win. Um, so I, I was going to mention that this this prop is highly correlated with the Rams um, winning. So if, if you're already taking the Rams um, on the spread or money line, this is a good bet to kind of um, parlay with, you know, so it's going to be correlated with the Rams winning, I feel. Interesting. Last week, I wrote a couple pieces on props that potentially could be middled. Uh, and one of the, the props that I mentioned was Tom Brady. Uh, on one site in particular, he had a, a very high over-under uh, yardage prop of 319 and a half. And so that is no longer available at that particular book, but it is available in a very covert way. Um, so this, this book, they have historical matchups. And so they set their lines for what they thought would happen um, for the over-unders. And then they kind of transpose those into these historical matchups. And so while they have adjusted the lines for the normal props, they haven't adjusted the lines for these historical matchups. So they have Tom Brady in Super Bowl 36, 145 yards was his passing total there, plus 174 and a half, which adds up to 319 and a half. <laughs> So if you think that Brady is going to have fewer than 319 and a half passing yards, um, then you kind of know what to do there. So that is one way in which you can, uh, you can sort of still get exposure to what I think is a, a pretty inflated over under of 319 and a half, um, which I should say uh, in our props tool, you can get access to all the projections that we have. Sean is the one who creates those projections. We have a hit rate on the, the props that have a bet quality of 10, a hit rate of 64%. But uh, in the prop tool, the projection that we have for Tom Brady's passing yardage is far less than 319 and a half. Yeah, that's like I was saying, you know, some of these, these passing uh, props are a pass for me. But when you get, I would say that's about 20 to 25 passing yards edge and that's yeah. that's probably uh i just did the math it's like 62 to 63 percent chance of winning so yeah. that's when you get that much passing yards um it's quite an edge so that's that's a great way to kind of still invest in that under 319 i think we're done with the quarterbacks what about running backs what what have you seen 
the most interesting thing going into the Super Bowl is, you know, the Todd Gurley, C.J. Anderson yes. um, split. Now, the, the Todd Gurley rushing yards, I, I was expecting books to be a little low, like, you know, low 60s or high 50s. But they've settled right where I thought it should be, which is, you know, mid-60s. I've seen some books that have a float 70. Um, I would actually take the under on that. Um, but I'm more interested in the, the FanDuel rushing attempt prop. They have um, 12 and a half right now. Um, and the over is minus 126. So I'm, I'm taking that one. And for now, passing on all rushing um, yardages. But um, I, I think he's going to hit the, the over attempts there. I think the Rams know, you know, if they, if they want to win this game, they're going to have to yeah. get really the ball and hope he's, you know, 100%. On the subject of Gurley, you mentioned uh, some books opened around 70s. There was one book, again, that opened around 80, which was just <laughs> wonderfully high. Um, I, I hit that line. What I should say is it's the, it's the same book, uh, and that line is still exploitable if you look at the historical matchups. Right now they have Marshall Falk, who in Super Bowl 36 had 76 yards rushing. Uh, they have him as a five-and-a-half-yard dog to Todd Gurley. If you think that Gurley is going to have fewer than uh, – 81 and a half rushing yards you probably should uh bet on that that seems like a pretty <laughs> decent bet like pretty exploitable one of the most exploitable props i've seen uh out of all absolutely the Super Bowl. yeah i mean if, if we were in week eight i think that line would be a little too low but you know things have changed with cj anderson being as efficient as he has so yeah that's hammer away folks like anything over 80 is Ooh, that's that's got to be 70% chance. Harry. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, that's that's a fantastic prop. Okay, so Todd Gurley, you mentioned uh, any thoughts on uh, CJ Anderson, James White? Yes. So CJ Anderson, you know, on the flip side, if, if you're investing in Todd Gurley to have over 12 and a half rush attempts, I do think that's gonna, you know, limit how many touches CJ Anderson gets. So Right now, I'm, I'm liking under 44 and a half. You can get that at Westgate. Yeah. Um, they're still offering that line. Some books have lowered it to like 42, 41, which is where I'm backing off. That's, yeah. I, I would probably say the 50-50 splits, 39 and a half. So once, once you get around there with the big factor and you're not getting much edge, I happen to get under 49 and a half earlier in the week. So I love that number, but at 44 and a half, there's still some value. Um, but I think that that's going to require him to get double-digit touches again. Mm-hmm. I just don't, I don't think that's, um, you know, over 50% chance. I think if that happens, uh, I just can't think of a scenario where that's, that's going down where the Rams are comfortable with that. They, they definitely want Gurley to get the majority of the touches. And, you know, I could see CJ Anderson vulturing a goal line score or something like that. So this is separate from like a fantasy discussion. Um, but you know, 44 and a half, that's going to require double digit touches. And I just don't see that happening. Yeah. Uh, shut your mouth on CJ Anderson getting a goal line touchdown, because that is actually one that I'm, I'm interested in not happening. Um, I know some people have an interest in looking at, will this player score or will this player not score? Those are kind of, uh, popular props, but, uh, the one where I've seen some value, I think this is value. I said, like your input on this CJ Anderson, not to score a touchdown. Uh, you can find that at minus one ten, And I think, I think there's some value there because I think his chance of scoring a touchdown is maybe around like 30, 35%, something like that. Um, so I, I think there's value there on TJ Anderson not to score. And it is correlated with the fact that we are thinking he's going to have fewer touches overall. There, yeah, there is absolutely value with that. Yeah. Before I even saw that, I, I haven't looked at his lines, but I would say a fair line would be closer to like minus 180 yes. for no. Now I do know that the, the Rams – don't quote me here, but I think they're second in the league for most rush attempts inside the five-yard line. Oh, yeah, uh, and a lot so, of that is Todd Gurley related. But, yeah, it's a question if, of whether they could extend that generosity to another running back. And they, they have yeah. so far, even when Gurley was healthy. You know, if Gurley leads him down 
um, inside the five and they pull him out, you know, and put CJ Anderson. And we've seen Todd Gurley as a good teammate. He's kneeled before scoring a touchdown. I think right. it was times this year. Yeah. Uh, which I was not pleased to see as a Todd Gurley owner of most of my leagues. But Todd Gurley probably has no qualms about putting CJ Anderson there to take a touchdown. But you know, having said that, you know, I, I think you do have the value on the no, but you're going to be worried anytime they get oh, yeah. inside the five and you see the bowling ball come in. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm hoping for a whole bunch of Zerline field goals, and we can, we can get to that later. Right. But yeah, but, yeah. But I, I do, you know, that when it comes to player props, we're, we're just betting on value. Um, we're, we're trying to leave our biases and, you know, fears aside. So I, I just hammer that minus 110 and just, you know, uh, hope they don't put him in because I think if he is, put in the goal line he's very efficient and he will score but yeah uh, it, it, it will that. scare me i will be sweating that the entire game um <laughs> okay any uh any patriots running backs yes um so this prop i i got on bovada and i i took it when it was minus 115 now you can get it at plus 110 for some reason um, but that's just yeah yeah it's james white receptions under six and a half and um you know uh, the fair line for this is five and a half and a lot of books are offering that um, but for some reason, Bovada is floating this. Um, so, you know, I, I looked into the breakdown um, of the, the percent chance of him getting each specific reception and getting six exactly for him. I have that being around 15 and a half percent. So that is a massive edge. And when you look at his season, um, he, he put up less than six and a half receptions, 61% of the time. Um, but that, you know, Sony Michelle and Rex Burkhead, they missed quite a bit of time this year. So right. uh, it was rare to have all three running backs you know, ready to go. So, you know, I, I have this being about 65% chance hit rate. So this is one of my favorite props if you can get it and you're getting plus 110 right now, which is ridiculous. Um, but yeah, I just, I love this prop. And we know that any given game, James White could put up, you know, 14 receptions. We're, right. we're not trying to worry about outliers here. Um, so uh, at this spot, you just take the value. You're getting almost a full reception of value here, which is insanely valuable um, in these in these markets, getting a one full reception is, you know, like I said, it's worth 15 to 20% most of the time. So this yeah. is a steal. Yes. And I, I should note that this is one of the, the highest rated or higher rated uh, props right now in the, the props tool. Sean, is that the, in, any other running backs catch your eye? Yeah, actually, yeah, I, I have them kind of, <laughs> I threw them at the very end in the, in the wide receiver section for some reason, but this is my, this is my favorite prop. Um, it's not the most valuable, but James Devlin, um, Westgate is offering over under three and a half total scrimmage yards. Um, and the under is only minus 110. Um, <laughs> and the under for that, uh, I love the under. <laughs> yeah. Let me see. So he's the under is hit on this in 12 of 18 games, which is 66.7%. Um, we all know that he might troll for a touchdown or something. Um, you know, for DFS, he's, he's kind of a pest, but this line, yeah, it's just, it's just too high. And I, I don't think. You know, Bill Belichick loves to get cute during the regular season and stuff, but I don't envision them drawing up a, a Devlin play here. Um, I, I could see them giving him a goal line play or a, you know, third and short play, but I just don't see a reason why this game he would be over this 67% clip rate of hitting the under. So I love the under here. And it's just a fantastic prop. James Devlin is low-key one of my favorite players in the league. So um, getting any action on him uh, is a rare opportunity. And that's that's the beauty of the Super Bowl. I think right. you'll, fine a lot of the props i'm taking are these fringe ones that we don't get right during the regular season because they have so much value so yeah. i mean anytime you can bet on a fullback you pretty much have to yeah exactly and um i i think you know with rex burkhead rolling right now last week he looked really good i think that definitely limits the type of plays that they're gonna drop for Dublin. so uh yeah i just love this prop 
Yeah. Uh, okay, Sean, I love hearing you talk about props, but not as much as I love hearing myself talk about Audible. There's never been a better time to start listening than right now on Audible. With Audible, you get access to an unbeatable selection of audiobooks, including bestsellers, motivation, mysteries, thrillers, memoirs, and more. Audible has the largest selection of audiobooks on the planet. And now, with Audible Originals, the selection has gotten even more custom with content made for members. Sean, I'm going to bring you into this live read. Uh, what is your favorite book? My favorite book is called Super Fat Forecasting uh, by Phil Tetlock and Dan Gardner. Um, yeah, that's a good one. If, if you read that this off season, you'll kind of, you know, get a look into sort of my process and how I do things. Um, not that I developed it off this book, but um, they hit on a lot of the things and a lot of the processes I use when coming up with projections or player props that we talk about. Uh, okay, that book, I am sure it is on Audible because everything is on Audible, aka the ultimate pleasure for your ears. Audible members can choose three titles every month, one audiobook and two Audible originals that you can't hear anywhere else. Audible members also get access to exclusive audio fitness programs to start the new year off on the right foot. Listen on any device, anytime, anywhere, at home, at the gym, on your commute, or just on the go. You'll also enjoy easy audiobook exchanges, rollover credits, and an audiobook library you keep forever, even if you cancel. Audible, the most inspiring minds, the most compelling stories, the best place to listen. Get started with a 30-day trial when you go to audible.com slash action or text action to 500-500 and listen for change. That is audible, A-U-D-I-B-L-E.com slash action or text action, A-C-T-I-O-N to 500-500. Okay, let's get back to Propapalooza. Uh, Sean, let's talk about some of these receivers. Any stand out to you? Yeah, so the, the first receiver prop um, I'm going to talk about is actually the um, Super Bowl MVP um, uh -oh. prop. So um, Robert Woods, I, I'm liking him at 50 to 1 odds to win MVP. Um, so I, I've done a little bit of research on this. Um, there's been 11.3% of the time the, the MVP award has gotten to wide receiver. Um, but ever since the, let's call it the Tom Brady era. So right. um, 2002 to present, it's been 17.6%. Um, uh, that makes sense with it, with the league turning more pass heavy. Yeah. Um, you know, you're probably going to see more receivers um, dominate the Super Bowl. But when you look at the, the, the games that the receiver has won, um, you know, the average line has been eight catches, 129 yards and 0.66 touchdowns. So it hasn't been um, too impressive. Um, but I think the path, to Woods winning the MVP is a two touchdown game, mm -hmm. um, which he's done three times the past uh, two seasons, uh, which is about 10%. Um, plus, I think that, you know, the fact that we have CJ Anderson and Todd Gurley sort of, um, you know, canceling each other out yeah. potentially, um, you know, I think a two touchdown game from him and, you know, Josh Reynolds and Brandon Cooks sort of being held in check. Um, otherwise, Jared Goff will probably win MVP. Yeah. Um, so uh, all these scenarios, again, this is a 50 to one prop. So if I'm going through all these scenarios, it's to get 50 to one. So this doesn't have to be the most likely outcome. But I also think, you know, he's going to get a jet sweep or two in yeah. this game. So if he takes one of those uh, for a big game or even a touchdown, um, that's going to help. Um, he just has too many paths to getting the MVP to be 50 to one. So I, I would say that his, his fair odds would be close to 35 to one. So mm -hmm. I'm just taking the, the little bit of value offered here, but uh, he's the guy that I saw the most value on for MVP. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, since we're on the topic of talking about Super Bowl MVPs, that leads me to uh, obviously Greg Zerline, who is available at 125 to one odds. I'll just say, I know he's not going to win the MVP award. I just, I know it's not going to happen. That said, 
uh, he was the, the MVP or should have been uh, if they gave MVP awards for the NFC championship game with four field goals. The thing he has really going in his favor uh, well, there are multiple things going in his favor, and I am going to write a piece on this later this week, but uh, I will just preview it now. Uh, one, he has a coach who has the willingness to let his kicker kick field goals basically wherever they are in the field. If it's fourth and one on the goal line, they're just going to let Zerloin kick. Uh, if they're you know 50 yards away, they're still going to let him kick. So whereas other coaches would maybe go for it on fourth down, the Rams have consistently shown the willingness just to take the points. And Zerline has been probably the best kicker in the league over the past two years. He converts above 90%. Um, the Rams kick more than anyone else in the league. Uh, and then the big thing, and this is kind of getting to the, the almost the thesis of, of how Robert Woods could win the MVP. I think it could be uh, a game in which a lot of the production is spread around. So you don't have a big game. Uh, and, and let's assume, of course, that Zerline kicks like four field goals. A couple of them are bombs. And maybe one of them is the game winner. Game winner, yeah. You know, so assume something like that happens. And then assume we don't really have a good game from Goff. We have production that is split between C.J. Anderson and Todd Gurley. If there's not a good game from Goff, that doesn't mean any of the wide receivers stand out. I don't see someone on the losing team getting uh, the MVP award. So, you know, I'm thinking if this is a low-scoring game and the Rams do what they have historically done, which is let Greg Zerline kick, like, I think there's a chance it actually happens. And, like, I should just say, I know, no kicker in NFL history has actually won the Super Bowl MVP award. But, like, these are the circumstances under which I could see it happening. And I, I think, like, there's a, there's a chance. I think there's better than a 1 in 125 chance that it happens. Exactly. And you said there, no kicker has won the MVP, but there hasn't been over 100 Super Bowls played. So right. if you're getting especially 125 to 1 odds, I'm going to have to tell my brother about this probably because he, his favorite player – is Greg's airline. Yeah. So shout out to my brother, Brian. Um, so he was just beside himself after that game. Like you said, he was, he was the MVP in that game. And, and it's played in a dome. Like you said, I think yeah. he's going to be more willing to attempt a 60 yarder, let's say. So yeah, uh, I could get behind that. A small play. Yeah. Like, oh, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's small. I should <laughs> say it has to be small because one, you would be, uh, you know, irresponsible to put more money on it. And two, the books would be irresponsible to let you put big money on it. So uh, yeah, I mean, they're, like the limit on this is going to be small anyway. Uh, yeah. Okay. So that, that's MVP talk. Let's, uh, let's return to, uh, to some of these other wide receivers here. Okay. So another one uh, and this, again, this is just the benefit of having this uh, Super Bowl, um, you know, player prop show is we wouldn't get this prop during any other game at any point in the season. But Josh Reynolds, will he have a rush attempt? Westgate's offering no at minus 120. And <laughs> that should be like minus 300 or something. I, well, uh, he's had um, a rush attempt in both uh, playoff games. So we, we know that the Rams, they, they do yeah. like to run two to three scripted jet sweeps a game. And, you know, sometimes they, they even incorporate Gerald Everett. Uh, so I think just, you know, the past two games, they just scripted Reynolds. But I think this, this game, they will probably uh, go with Woods and Cooks. Yeah, so, you know, through the, the entire season, he had two all year. And granted, um, you know, he didn't really have a large role until Cooper Cup um, towards ACL. So I looked and, you know, he's only had one rush attempt in the eight games Cooper Cup missed. So there's just too much value here. Um, you yeah. kind of have to overlook the past two games. So I, I'm weighing that a little bit, but I'm still saying this is about a 60% chance hit rate. So I'd probably bet this down to minus 150 or minus 160. Uh, but you're right. It should be closer to minus 200 than almost, you know, um, even money. So I, I just love this prop. It's another one of those props where you take the value 
and you kind of have to worry about it all game because you know as soon as it happens you lose um so it, it's it's a stressful prop but i'm willing to just load up on this one just because of the, the massive value that's that's being offered here yeah and, and reynolds is interesting and I, I think in part like there has been um some uncertainty about how to create lines for him and how to project him just because he hasn't been around for the full season. He doesn't really play the role that, that Cooper cup played. Um, you know, he is kind of a, a boomer bust player. Um, so he, uh, I think he offered value last week uh, when the props first came out. Cause there was a, a pretty big spread, a pretty big discrepancy at one point. And uh, that is one of the, the props that uh, I'm looking to middle. I took under 50 and a half, at one book and over 37 and a half at, at another book. So I'm, I'm hoping to, you know, hit right in, right in that sweet spot. Um, so yeah, you know. that's, that, that's a great minute. Did you see how often he's been um, inside that? It's gotta be a pretty high club. It's gotta be. Yeah. He's been in there. Uh, I believe two out of eight games. Okay. You know, which I, I think is, is sufficient enough. But, you know, I mean, that's just – it's a pretty big spread of yards for a guy who's uh, not getting a lot of usage. So, um, yeah, I, I figured it was worth it. Uh, on the subject of Reynolds, a couple of props that caught my eye, and, and these are uh, head-to-head props, which I, I think are, are pretty interesting. One is Reynolds versus Gronk, and Reynolds is plus 170. And so I think those two guys are close enough in their yardage projections where uh, I would be fine with, with taking, you know, the plus 170. I think more times than not, Gronk probably gets more yards, but plus 170 is just is pretty big. I don't know, Sean, if you have thoughts on that. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. I, I definitely agree that, you know, Gronk should be favored. Um, just off the top of my head, I would probably have it closer to minus 130, though. So, yeah, if you're getting 170, yeah. that's, that's, a, good, that's a good number. Um, so, yeah, yeah I, would, I would bet that down to minus 140. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Reynolds versus Dorsett. I have uh, a bet on that. Uh, Reynolds giving seven and a half yards at minus 120. I don't like that one quite as much as the Gronk one, but I still think there's some pretty good value on that, uh, at least based on the projections that we have in the prop stool. Oh, yeah, that's that's a bad line. You're, you're getting yeah. about ooh, you're getting about 10 to 13 um, yards on that in value, yeah. which is good. Uh, you know, we were talking about 20 yards for a quarterback is, you know, probably worth 10 to 15%, but 10 yards, especially for receivers, you know, like them that are going to yeah. get 30 to 40 yards. That's, that's insane. Value. Yeah. So yeah. that's a great bet. Uh, okay. So enough Josh Reynolds talk. Uh, any other wide receivers catch your eye? Here? <laughs> yeah. Let's go with another, uh, you know, low key wide receiver that we probably wouldn't get props for, um, you know, unless it's a Super Bowl is Cordero Patterson. Yeah. I love this prop, um, especially this number. It's 18 and a half at Westgate, and they're offering minus 110 on the under, which is a steal. Uh, if this were total scrimmage yards, it might be a little um, dicey yeah. because I think we could see a Cordero Patterson um, run, even though we, we mentioned that, you know, it's Sony Michelle and Burkhead, you know, healthy. It's, they're, they're probably going to just use the three main running backs. I would, I would bet that there is at least one end around from the base exactly. of this game, something like that. Exactly. But, yeah. you know, they made it clear this is receiving yards. So yeah. 18 and a half. We, we got to look at that. Um, over, over the 18 games this year, he's only gone over that total four times. So the unders hit 76%. Um, that's, that's even when, you know, he was subbing in. Um, you know, like I said, when we had Michelle and Burkhead out, um, you know, Patterson was the running back and he still never cleared that. So there's just not many scenarios where he goes over this other than just 
you know, a bomb or he yeah. gets wide open or something. But this is this is a classic meme versus median that we talk about all the time yeah. with Pete on the pod. Um, so massive value on the under. And uh, Bovada is offering uh, 12 and a half for this. So it's you have a middle opportunity there. Um, but, you know, I just love this 18 and a half because it's, it's a roundabout way of betting under one and a half receptions. Yeah. Which some books are offering and it's close to minus 200. Yeah. Um, so that just goes to show the value on this prop. So if you can get Cordell Patterson under 18 and a half, whatever you bet, and it's close to minus 110 or anything under minus 140, um, you got to take it. This is, this is a great prop. Love it. I see one that you have here for uh, field goal made yardage. Uh, maybe we should have snuck this in after I talked about Greg's airline, but uh, talk to me about what you see in this prop. You know, I haven't had much time to test it, but I came up with my own number for this and it's closer to 130. Again, you kind of mentioned it earlier, but you know, with Zerline in this game, we also have to talk about the other guy, Goskowski is a great kicker. Um, so we have two excellent offenses playing in a dome. We know it's going to be a high scoring game, um, but you know, they're going to be moving the ball and there's a chance they're going to stall kick field goals. Um, so I just, you know, did up the math, factored in, you know, the projected number of field goals made average distance. And I came up with around 133 and a half, 130. Mm-hmm. So I just yeah. think we're getting some value on this. I'm not really sure how much, you know, eight to 10 points is worth on this specific prop, but it's, it's going to be a fun prop to root for. So I'm putting a smaller bet on it, knowing that there's, there's some value on the over. I just, I can't pinpoint exactly how much it is quite yet, but um, it's fun prop to take. So uh, I'm just taking the value on the over here. Yeah. Uh, I want to put a pin in what you just said about it. It is a fun prop to take. We will return to that in a second. But uh, Sean, I have to interrupt you because I'd like to draw your attention to my clothes. Uh, As you know, I live in Iowa. It is bitterly cold here. As we record this, it is negative one outside. It feels like uh, negative 21. And tomorrow, the high will literally be negative 15 with a wind chill in the negative 50s. But you know what? I don't care because I am totally comfortable and warm in my Mack Weldon clothes. Uh, I like Mack Weldon so much that uh, I'm worried I might get a shopping addiction to Mack. Uh, we're on a first name basis. Let me tell you about Mack Weldon. Their mission is simple, to make sure that all your basics and beyond are smartly designed and that shopping for them is easy and convenient. And frankly, Mack Weldon is better than whatever you are wearing right now. Uh, and I say that, Sean, knowing that you are not wearing Mack Weldon. Uh, these Mack Weldon clothes are so good that Ron Burgundy wishes he has them. I'm not a fan of shopping, uh, but Mack Weldon has a really easy to use streamlined, intuitive website to go along with the smart design and premium fabric of their clothes. Mack Weldon will be the most comfortable underwear, socks, shirts, undershirts, hoodies, and sweatpants that you will ever wear. And I know that. And I know that because that is what I'm wearing right now. 100% Mack Weldon with the exception of this Fantasy Labs hat. Let me tell you specifically about Mack Weldon underwear. It has silver built into it. So it's naturally antimicrobial, which means that it eliminates odor, which I probably don't need to tell you is a good thing to be eliminated. The underwear is so comfortable that if you don't like it, Mack Weldon will give you a refund, no questions asked, and you don't even need to return the underwear. These clothes are so good for working out, going out, just everyday life. Uh, my personal favorite is the hoodie. It is my power suit. Uh, if you ever see me out in public, the odds are like minus 300 that I will be wearing a hoodie, even if it's not seasonally appropriate, even if it's like 90 degrees outside, I will probably be wearing a hoodie. Uh, Cause you know, it's just, it's like my, my superhero outfit. Uh, but anyway, I love everything that I've gotten from Mac Weldon. What I'm saying is that you need to get some Mac Weldon in your life for 20% off your first order. Visit MacWeldon.com and enter the promo code action at checkout. 
Sean, uh, let's talk about props and let's get back to the conversation of fun. So um, I have kind of a bifurcated way of approaching Super Bowl prop bets. It's probably not plus EV for my bankroll, but it is plus EV for my life and my enjoyment. So um, a part of my bankroll is committed to like treating it like a game, try not to invest too much in any one game, you know, look for the plus EV situations where I can. And then another part of my bankroll is like, ooh, this is a fun prop. I don't know if this is plus EV. It might be slightly plus EV, but like this is going to be fun to sweat during the game and to talk about with other people. So like, what is your approach to Super Bowl prop betting and kind of getting that split of looking to make money, but also looking to have fun? Yeah, that's a great point. And I think, you know, a lot of people do you know, kind of get into the dark side and not have fun with it. But you're right. When it comes to the Super Bowl, we're going to have so many ridiculous props. I always advocate having a method and, you know, making plus EV bets. But there is a certain element in this where, you know, it's like going to Chuck E. Cheese and spending $100 <laughs> to play games. And then you walk away with just like the spider rings and the, the Chinese finger torture traps. <laughs> and it's like, you're just having fun. And you kind of, yeah. Yeah, you're willing to lose some money, even just going to Vegas, you know, you're having fun, even if yeah. you lose. So yeah, I mean, I have yet to kind of venture off into some of the props you've been attacking, like the Gatorade color and stuff like that. But those, I, I sort of take off my stats hat for a minute. And sometimes I'll drop some some bets down on those um, closer to game time and have something fun to root for, even if I don't have a uh, specific path to value. So are yeah. there any that you, you have found that I, I should look into? Oh, uh, man, I, I don't know. I, I spent way too much time researching um, Gatorade. <laughs> Just, you know, So uh, for people who are interested, and I don't know if there's, if there's actually any value in this or not, but someone straight up asked Todd Gurley on Twitter, uh, about the the Gatorade preference for the Rams. And he said ice punch, which is clear. So that doesn't mean that ice punch is in all of their Gatorade buckets. It doesn't mean that the Rams are going to win. It doesn't mean that they're going to actually give their coach the Gatorade shower, you know, but um, for people who are interested in some inside information, it's not even inside information, it's out there, but uh, it's not as if the lines have moved at all based on on that revelation. Um, but yeah, for people who uh, are maybe backing the Rams, uh, you know, there could potentially be some value in, in, uh, in the clear slash water category, uh, which I have found at some place at plus 250. And I did shop around at enough places and <laughs> put in a spreadsheet you know, where, where the best odds are to where, to where I was thinking there might be the actual arbitrage opportunity of just betting the entire board across different books <laughs> able to lock in a win. But there wasn't quite enough value. But I, I did determine that if I went with a, a full fade of orange and then bet everything else at specific books, I could lock in a profit as long as it wasn't orange that was poured out. Of course, I don't want to take that. Bet. Like I'm not that much of a degenerate, but uh, I spent way too much time. Um, <laughs> I'm just, uh, I'm having flashbacks 10 years ago when I was working in Vegas of like just uh, one of the sharps that would come and just running and screaming like, what odds are you offering on the Gatorade? <laughs> like, what are you offering on clear trying to get like a good number and, you know, screaming at me? Yeah, um, yeah that's, uh, I'll look out for plus 250. I'm, I, I can see plus 220, but maybe, maybe they'll shift the odds a bit closer to game time. I yeah. get some value there. Oh man. Uh, okay. So yeah, that's one of the, the prop bets um, that has caught my eye uh, just in terms of random bets out there. Uh, one that I think is interesting. Um, I don't know if it's really worth doing, but will uh, Tony Romo or Jim Nance mention the spread? Um, there's, I think, very little chance that they actually will mention the spread, specifically uh, in part because uh, the chief of CBS Sports has outright stated 
that their company policy is not to talk about sports betting. Uh, so Nance or Roma would have to be explicitly going against company policy if they uh, overtly mention the spread, right? And so I think they can What's, say like, oh, this team is an underdog, but like they have to say the specific number. You know, they have to yeah, say- what's the, uh, what's the line on that? Uh, minus 400. For no? For no. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've found like any, anything involving announcers, yeah. um, it definitely, or uh, usually doesn't hit. Um, no. Like I've seen something about Sean McVay's age and things like that. And you always think like, oh yeah, I could see them mentioning that and just, it rarely happens. So um, I, I definitely think there's some value on those. The spread though, I think if it was Al Michaels, um, yeah, I, I would definitely bet on yes. Um, and I know from past Super Bowls, Al Michaels looks at those props. Oh, he does. And the uh, the one there was how many times will they mention um, Katrina? I think it was for the the Super Bowl that was in New Orleans, uh-huh. and they had the over under like three and a half. And Al Michaels just he was just like Katrina, 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 Katrina. There, boom, over. <laughs> <laughs> like that, so. so you have to have that inside info. If Al yeah. Michaels is the announcer. He's going to be aware of these and he's going to try to make the overhead. But you're right. Romo and Nance, they're just going to just fly right by all these props. They won't yeah. mention the spread. Yeah. Um, so, and, and then they have the one where Tony Romo over, over under seven and a half plays, he'll guess correctly. Yeah. I'm um, not going to touch that one, but hopefully you can write up an article on that and show us, show us what the value is. No, that, that seems <laughs> aggressive. I'll say, but I'm not going to uh, comb through uh, all of the, the past broadcasting to uh, try to get a <laughs> yeah. sense of, of what he's, uh, going to do there I, I do like uh romo blue tie uh i think that one nice i would i would go with that i haven't actually bet it but uh if i were to bet on romo's tie i would bet on blue uh okay uh i see one more prop that you have in here aaron donald uh what are your thoughts so uh, this is all about the number um but i got his uh tackles plus assists under four and a half at minus 120 on bovada and that's one number too high. Most places are offering three and a half, which I think it should be. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, this is more highlighting just the value of a point on this market. And so he's gone under this 14 of 18 games, so around a 78% hit rate. Uh, anytime you get a hit rate like that, it's, it's worth hammering the under. But, you know, th- this is such a, you know, tight market that, you know, he's hit four exactly um, 22% of the time this year. So it, it's just going to show how valuable the point right. is. If I'm looking at three and a half, I'm staying away because that's what I have projected. Right. But just getting an extra point in this is so valuable um, that you just have to take the under here. One more that I've seen that I think is interesting is penalties accepted. And I, I bet the under successfully on this last year. Uh, and a, a lot of it had to do with uh, kind of anecdotal trends I had noticed. But I'm interested in betting the under on it again this year. And, and so here's why. For the season, Uh, On average, we've had 13 and a half penalties, accepted penalties per game. For the playoffs, that number is 11.2. And and for the teams that are in the playoffs, kind of on the the matchups that we've seen, we would have expected to have around like 13.4. So like we're seeing on average around 2.2 fewer penalties per game. And uh, I think part of that is almost like I don't know. I want to say like it's maybe a mandate from the league office. It's like they don't want the the referees to be the story in this. And it's like, oh, why was there a no call on the blatant, you know, pass interference? It's like, well, these guys are swallowing their whistles. Like they're just they're not blowing as many penalties this year uh, in the playoffs. So uh, I I have seen a couple of different numbers out there. Uh, one is 12 and a half. The under is minus 115 at Bovada. I think that's the number I, I like the most. There is one I've seen out there that's 10 and a half. The under is plus 120. But I think 10 and a half is cutting it a little close for me. Um, I mean, I think there is some value getting plus odds under 10 and a half. But I, I think I, 12 and a half, like a, a differential of two 
uh, penalties oh, yeah. is just so so large that uh, I think I prefer the, the 12 and a half. Yeah, take take the extra points you can get there. But yeah, you're right. I think, and I, I wonder if you've looked into it, but I wonder if the Super Bowl itself has fewer penalties. Like you said, you know, the league yeah. wants the game to be a little bit cleaner. But also teams that make it this far, maybe they're more disciplined, better coached. That, that is certainly true. In, in fact, yeah. the, uh, the Patriots and the Rams are both bottom six in the league and uh, penalties called. Um, so it's, there's definitely something there too. And you said that the, the league average for the season is around 13 and a half? Yeah, 13 and a half. And what we've seen in the playoffs is around 11.2. And, and, and the league average, sorry, the average of the playoff teams is around 13.4. So it's sort of like right in line with, with league average. So yeah, that's the mean. I wonder if the median's even lower. So yeah, you, you're selling me on this. I, I would rather take the under 12 and a half one yeah. than the 10 and a half at plus 120. I think, you know, just... Just by looking, I think something like that, the two extra points you get would probably be worth like minus 150 and minus 160. So Yeah, I, I, think, it, I think it is worth it. Uh, okay, Sean, you are writing some prop pieces this week, uh, I believe, uh, on the Action Network. Uh, talk to us about those pieces. Yeah, so um, I'm going to cover a lot of the same props. I, I might dive into the first uh, player to score a touchdown market mm-hmm. somewhat, but I'm going to break them out to uh, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, uh, and then kind of blend in tight end, kicker, defensive props, um, any other ones I find that I didn't mention today. But I'll break them down there and um, have a breakdown of like, you know, kind of what I talked about today, the percent chance that I think they'll hit. And um, since everybody has different sports books they go to, I try to, to tell you what number um, I, I think is the actual break even line and what price I'm willing to bet to. So I give a lot of good insights on my uh, prop articles for you guys to you know, be able to bet them at whatever book you're um, getting your Super Bowl prop action out. All right, uh, everyone, be sure to check out those articles coming out this week on the Action Network. That is going to do it for this episode of the Action Network NFL Podcast. Please rate and review the Action Network NFL Podcast on iTunes. Subscribe, unsubscribe, and resubscribe. For Sean Corner, I'm Matthew Freeman, Matt F. The Oracle. See you again next episode.